Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. And as usual, let's just take a, a moment or two and relax, put aside whatever you might be trying to remember or any list you might be making or any anything that's going on. If you can, just put it by the wayside. We want to make ourselves available internally and externally and be able to just present ourselves before God and let him do what he wants to do. Let him reveal what he wants to reveal. Let him change what he wants to change, your spirit, who you truly are, you are a spirit being, you've been born of spirit, that which is born of spirit is spirit, you are spirit, you are a spirit being, you have a soul, and you live in a temporary body that is suited for this earth zone, but you are a spirit being. There's two kinds of spirit beings here on this earth. The living spirit and those with the dead spirit. The other beings that are here on this earth are supernatural beings and natural beings. And we'll get into especially the other supernatural beings. But remember, as a spirit being, you have already consented and agreed and are rejoicing over the things that God is doing in your life. A lot of times we have a hard time with that. What is it that we struggle with so often is, why doesn't God do something? Why does, it, why does he allow suffering? Why does he let evil persist? Why does he let bad things happen to good people? Why? We ask a lot of whys. Now, God has a lot of answers, but they pretty much always come back to because his ways are not our ways. We see what's going on around us and we see the things that need to be fixed and even in our own lives even in ourselves God why don't you just fix this why don't you just change this why don't you bring justice why don't you punish the evil he knows what he's doing he has a different goal in mind we I think if we were God, we would just say, okay, where's my magic wand? And just send our angels into the earth. And, you know, there's that, the black and white, the, the, the evil and the good, the angels and the demons. And let's just get rid of all the darkness and make everything light. Everything, let's fix everything. Let's get rid of all the bad stuff and have nothing but good stuff. We have an idea about what that would look like. 
suspect my idea would be different than yours. And your idea would be different than somebody else that's sitting next to you. And on and on and on. Somebody living in another country is going to have a different idea of what it would look like to fix everything. Somebody living in a different time would have a different idea about what it would look like to fix everything. The main reason is because this earth zone that we're in, these these bodies that we're wearing and the circumstances we find ourselves here on this earth, traveling on this planet, hurtling through space, it's temporary. It's very temporary. It was not meant or made to be perfected and perfect. It was made for a totally other purpose. And that was bring us to bring us into a new relationship with the living God. We've talked about this before, that what we can have that Adam and Eve couldn't have, God's first son was Adam. And what Adam and Eve, his counterpart, his soulmate, his pairing, what they could have with God, what we can have that they can't have is gratitude, appreciation. We value God more than Adam and Eve did because we've lived without him. When Adam and Eve were in the garden, all of their needs were fulfilled. They were living in a perfect world. It was completely under the control of God. And he had delegated power and authority to Adam and Eve. So they had things to do, and they went about doing them. And everything was perfect. Everything was fine. Everything was great. They never needed to learn anything. They never needed to struggle. They never needed to change. They never needed to know God more. They never appreciated God. They never appreciated life or freedom or health or feeling good or friendship or love. They never valued all those things that we desire. They never valued security. They never valued the next day, getting up the next morning. They never valued having enough. They never valued a roof over their head or a future or someone to plan the future with. Because all of their needs were already fulfilled all the time. They had no lack. They had things to do, but all those things worked perfectly. When they tended the garden, the garden was tended. But 
you and I, we see change. We see growth. We The struggle, the, you know, when we get wounded, we go to God and we learn he's our healer. If we never got wounded and we never went to God to get healed, we would not know that that was part of his character, part of his nature, part of his love for us. Adam and Eve never knew God as their healer. They really never even knew him as their provider. Because he is he had always provided. There was never lack. So it's like someone who's never experienced snow. You can tell them what it's like. You can say it's cold. It's, you know, I'll describe all its attributes. But until they've experienced it, you, you there are things you have to experience. And we can, there are many, many things about God, about his nature, and even about our nature, that we can only learn by experience. So God puts us in circumstances and situations where that's all we have is experience. God drove Adam and Eve out of having all their needs met, that place of perfection and satisfaction. He said, this is no, not good for you. To be stagnant, to take God for granted, is not good for our being in this earth zone. We don't appreciate, we don't value, we don't have a desiring relationship with God when everything's perfect. You know, there's all the, always the joke about patience. Don't pray for patience because God will put you in places where you need it. Well, it doesn't really matter what you pray for. God's going to send you what you need because your spirit, who you truly are, has already agreed with him. It may not be pleasant. It's, in a lot of cases, is not going to be pleasant. But it's what causes change. One of the first things we learn is to not try to fix things ourselves. And a lot of the things we learn... We have to learn over and over and over again. That's fine. In in the process of, of the homework that God gives us to do while we're here in this school of earth, we do our homework, we take the test, we pass, we fail, regardless, tomorrow's another day. There's more homework, there's more tests to take, and we pass or fail. And he is our teacher, he is our coach, our guidance counselor, our principal, our tutor. He's everything we need. And when we know that he's the one who writes the tests, 
and grades the tests and teaches us to pass the test. We build up, by experience, trust. Adam and Eve never had to trust God. Because they never doubted that he was trustworthy. You know, odds are, when they were kicked out of the garden, he was. They were like, "Why?" You know, I can't imagine the confusion. What? What just happened? Because they had never had a wonder. They had never had a why. They had never had a question. Because God was their everything. He was already meeting all their needs. So now, boom, we're, they're in a, in a new kind of situation altogether where none of their needs were met fully. And that's been passed on from generation to generation to you and I, where none of our needs are met fully. We got choices. We go, okay, are we going to continue to whine and and wonder and hope that someday our needs are met? Or do we find out what what God has up his sleeve for this time? He has a purpose and a plan for this time, for you, for every time. You know, I think we all want to live in a special time. I think we all want to have some significance in having an impact in our world. And I think that's part of something that God put in most of our temperaments. Not all of them, but but I think for we all want to have our life to have some value, some significance. And yet what God is, is saying is, He has control over that anyway. Whatever is going on in in the world, in our communities, in our families, it's all under his control anyway. He created every circumstance. We talked a little bit about the purpose of that. We want to know what God is doing tomorrow so we can be prepared today. And we can go, okay, well, you know, how am I going to know, how am I going to be prepared if I don't know what the future holds? So we seek after information. We seek after knowledge, even the knowledge of good and evil. We seek after what we don't have. When God says, doesn't matter, I will have you ready. I will have you in the place I want you to be. Do you trust me? Now our soul's going to say, "Uh-uh, we don't. I don't." Spirit says, "I do." Your spirit is fully committed, fully trusting, and fully joining with what God is doing. But so, so we want to disconnect from our outward circumstances. And this ties back into what we've been talking about, the supernatural, that we won't, don't want to enjoy and learn and 
explore the supernatural for a purpose. Because. So that. No. It's because it's part of your existence. The natural realm is part of your existence. The supernatural realm is part of your existence. The spiritual realm is part of your existence right now. And just as we use our natural body, God also wants us to be using our supernatural soul. He does not want us ignorant of how the natural realm works. He doesn't want us ignorant of how the supernatural realm works. I don't think he's going to really start showing us what's really going on in the spirit because we have are so separated from what's going on in the supernatural. I think he wants to reveal things to us. So many things in the supernatural even, but we wouldn't know what to do with it. This is why he is restoring our soul on a moment-by-moment basis, circumstance-by-circumstance. So we go back to our back to those circumstances what again we think that if our circumstances are good god is blessing us we must be doing something right and if our circumstances are bad we must have done something wrong we must have done something that displeases god and yet we know the scriptures themselves say this is not true And our lives say this is not true. I'm sure every single one of us can point at a crisis or a disaster or a tragedy in our lives. And we want to ask God, why did this, why did you let this happen? Where did I fail you? What kind of, is this a punishment? Who sinned did this in response to? He says, no, nothing. It's not connected to anything like that. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. When there's a storm at sea, it tosses every ship about. Now, sometimes he intervenes, but the storm and the circumstances fall on everyone alike. Like if there's an earthquake, the earthquake doesn't zigzag around good people and only hit the bad people, whatever that means. Tornado rips through a town. Whatever disaster you want to think about, it's indiscriminate. Its eyes are closed. The circumstances in our lives. So we don't want to get caught up in trying to evaluate how we're doing based on our circumstances because they're not necessarily related. Now, we've also talked about how that there are three areas in our lives that God can use if, if we're resisting him. Our finances, our relationships, and our health. That if we keep on pushing back, if we keep on resisting him, you know, he's knocking on the door, he wants to come in, he wants to talk to us. 
And if you keep on saying, no, you can't come in, no, you can't come in, no, you can't come in, he'll put his finger on these areas to get our attention. It's like he's pounding. Instead of knocking, he's pounding on the door. Let me in. So if there's an area in your life where you're struggling and you keep on struggling, it keeps on coming back to one of those areas, very well could be that Jesus is on your door pounding on it to let him in. And this is his way of getting attention. Most of the time, though, it's just circumstances. Now, how do we know the difference? You know, if you wanted to assume that every circumstance called for a turning to God, to making more time for him, to calling out and making yourselves available to him, that would be fine. There would be no harm in that whatsoever. But the harm comes from turning from what God is telling you. Resisting his drawing, regardless of your circumstances. When we rely on our circumstances, instead of he himself knocking, or what he is speaking. We, you know, we, we've spent how many you know, years now talking about being able to hear him clearly and having confidence that we're hearing him clearly. But our circumstances are not reliable feedback from the great God. He, he speaks on an individual basis. To each one of us, separately, distinctly, he calls each one of us separately, distinctly. He leads and guides and directs and heals and provides for each one of us separately, distinctly, with love, with hope, with courage, with whatever we need, he provides, spiritually speaking. But we've talked recently about how You know, we will continue a bad habit as long as it works. So regardless of your circumstances, regardless of how you're doing, whether you're doing well or not so well, whatever that means to you, God is letting your bad habits fail. Because that's the only way we turn from them. It's the only way we return to God. God, I've always done things this way, and it's always worked. And all of a sudden, it doesn't work. If we've learned that great habit of turning to him first, says, well, I used to let you get away with it, but I'm not going to let you get away with it anymore. It's time for renewal. It's time for a new thing. It's time for healing. It's time for restoration, whatever it is. It's time for a new thing in that area. And again, our spirit has already said, let's go with it. Let's go. I'm ready for this. And our soul says, that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound like what we've done before. I need you to be able to prove that this is going to work. 
says, no, part of this is you're just going to have to accept what I give you because I love you. Just say yes. Just say thank you. And roll with it. And don't interpret your circumstances. You know, it's not like, you know, one of those magic eight balls or tarot cards or, you know, you throw the dice and if it comes up, you win. You know, if you get bad dice, you lose. No, those are all bad indicators, inaccurate indicators of what God is doing in your life. Say there are two fields, and again, we know that the rain falls. Rain falls on all the fields, but one field has been neglected. The field right next to it has been, been plowed and fertilized and prepared, and all the weeds have been taken out, and the stones and the stumps have been removed. And fresh new seed has been laid in nice straight rows in that field. And all it's doing is waiting for the rain. So in that field, it's been prepared when the rain falls. That seed will sprout. There will be a response. There will be a harvest. But the rain's going to fall. The rain's going to fall on the unprepared field as well. But there will be no harvest there other than weeds. I mean, stones don't grow and stumps don't grow. So it's just the weeds that will prosper. So the results will will show, will give us an indication, but not our circumstances. Because the rain, the circumstances fall across the board so we don't want to interpret what's going on out there as an indication of what god is doing in here who knows you know he sends the rain and he withholds the rain he does whatever he wants with the rain the rain is not our business we're not seeking a new rain we're not seeking a new thing. We're simply preparing for whatever he wants to do next. We don't look at the circumstances. We simply do what we know to do. We respond. We open the door when he knocks. And we remind ourselves he does not want us ignorant. Just as as in the natural, a baby is a cute little baby when it's a baby. But when a person's 45 years old and still acting like a little baby, that's not cute anymore. And it's not a matter of maturity. It's the body changes over time and its requirements and needs and expectations change. And we should have, you and I, our spirit has expectations about what our soul is capable of. The power and authority that already, it already has. 
the potential, the characteristics that God put into each one of our souls. And if we put off activating and learning to use those abilities that God put in our soul, we are missing the opportunity to prepare that field. Again, God doesn't you know, hold it against us because he's already accepted us into his family. We're already one with him. That's not the point. It's, this is not about whether we go to heaven or hell. This is not about how many jewels we have in our crown. It's about missed opportunities. And there are opportunities here on this earth that God has created for us that we could only experience because we were separated from him. Through the restoration process, we can get to know God in a way that's unprecedented, that we can't even barely comprehend what he has in store for us through the restoration process. So we'll pick it up here next time Feel free to drop me a line at diane at therainersclub.org. As usual, we will be getting back together again same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.